Oh, no. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Usually this time every morning I head straight to the music and get everybody going. And when I mean everybody, I mean everybody. It's sometimes amazing to me when I think that that two-year-olds and 22-year-olds and 52-year-olds and 82-year-olds are all listening to the same program and enjoying it, and that we have the opportunity and the blessing of bringing inspiration and positive programming to everybody every single day. There was a quote that I've been looking for for the last 15 minutes or so that I thought was somehow attributed to Abraham Lincoln. It's a quote that I saw, I think about seven, eight years ago, and it doesn't even make, I don't even think the way I remember it makes 100% sense, but sometimes early in the morning here, very rarely, frankly, unless there are co-hosts here that we get to schmooze with, very rarely do I get philosophical this early in the morning, but something had happened a few years ago some episode had occurred to me and thank God it wasn't life threatening or anything like that but it was a it was somewhat of a jolt and I had heard or I had read that Abraham Lincoln had said something like you don't realize you have everything until you have nothing Meaning that once, God forbid, and this should never happen to anybody, an important body part or function malfunctions. It's only then, when you're in a situation like that, and again, God forbid, it should never be life-threatening, but only when then, when you're in a situation like that, do you realize that you have everything. And I think those of us who are appreciative of what God has given us, especially health-wise, especially health-wise, those of us who are smart enough to thank God every day that we wake up in the morning, that we've won the lottery because we are healthy. I think, uh, I think sometimes it's important to stop and just remember that. You don't realize you have everything until you have nothing. Until things start going a 
a little differently than you're used to. Only then do you realize what you've had and what you continue to have all along. And I've opened this show in the past and have used the line of a very close friend of mine who always says if you wake up in the morning, and especially if you wake up healthy and you know, you've know you won the lottery, everyone wants to win that lottery. Everybody wants to be standing there with a check for half a billion dollars, knowing, of course, that that'll just solve every problem in the world. People in that situation, I think, could tell us it's probably not true, by the way, that it might solve a few problems, but... It might create more than it solves. But anyway, that's a side point. But it's important sometimes to just wake up in the morning and declare that we've won the lottery. And we have such a unique opportunity. And I, it, it's, it sort of sounds like I'm fundraising this morning, which of course I'm not. <laughs> but we have such a unique opportunity here in this forum. Sometimes I have to stop and just remember that we have an amazing opportunity that's been recognized by by Jew and non-Jew alike in so many different areas, in so many different parts of the world, to gather together and to be positive and to enjoy inspiration together and to just realize that we have everything, especially this generation. We have everything. So I uh, excuse myself for being... So for, for, for it being one of those few mornings that I start out, instead of by going straight to the music, by being somewhat philosophical. But um, I think sometimes it's important to remember that we have a unique opportunity. Those of you who are listening live, those of you who are listening on the archive, those of you who look forward to programming that we provide all day long, those of you who are always interested in what the next step is here, at JM and the AM, at the Nahum Siegel Network. We're always curious what's going on and what's happening and and what kind of fun and what kind of positive messages are being transmitted, sometimes in the most unusual manners possible. I mean we're using we're using the the <laughs> the most mundane national legal holiday. Okay, it's not a legal holiday, but you get my point. The most mundane national gathering this Sunday. The most mundane, and I'm a football fan, so it's not like I'm, you know, being one of those. We're using the most mundane national gathering this Sunday, where hundreds of millions of people around the world are going to be paying attention to make a statement about being a little different than everybody else. I don't think we should take that lightly. I don't think we should take that lightly. I don't think we should take that lightly. Later this morning, we're going to start talking in earnest about next week and being in Israel and, again, bringing such an important message. Some people don't like when I use the word simple message, but what I mean by simple is that it's not difficult to understand. We're going to be in Israel delivering a message to our brothers and sisters, a similar one that we've done many, many times before in many different places, that you're not alone, that we're with you. And on top of that, making everybody here feel as guilty as possible for either not keeping our brothers and sisters in mind enough or, if we're capable of, not visiting them enough in Israel. 
We get this unique opportunity every single day. Sometimes it's important to stop and remember that. We have a Yeshiva League sports update, which is scheduled for an hour from now. You know, hundreds of people, thousands of people throughout the season enjoy it. Uh, they listen in when uh, Elliot does his weekly show as well. And I guess to some it's no big deal. To us it's a statement. To us it's a statement that we in a very holy and proper environment can have the same enjoyment, the same satisfaction, the same growth through sports, accompanied by Torah values that the rest of the world has. We just do it a little differently. I think I can go on for quite a while because I was inspired this morning. I was inspired by uh, by a really close friend this morning. And I can go on for quite a while on this topic, but it is time to start our Tuesday morning JM and the AM. 14 minutes after 6 o'clock, I thank you for listening. My name is Nahum Siegel, and this is 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and more and more and more popular, the one and only NSN app.
J.M. in the A.M. You know what that is? The Israel Lamb presentation done with the Iron Tidalbaum Orchestra. It's called The Power of Classics. Oh, yes. Classics. J.M. in the A.M. at 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to 91.1 FM. Thank you, New York and New Jersey. 90.1 FM. Thank you, Catskills, Hudson Valley region. Up the, um, what would that be? Up the Taconic? What's that road that goes straight up all the way to Albany? The Taconic, the Thruway, Trucker Yitz would know. I know we get great reception there. And, of course, 91.9, those who listen in Rockland County, thank you, Rockland County. Thank you, those of you who are listening around the world at jmnam.org. Thank you to those of you who are listening around the world right now on the NSN app. Thank you, thank you. Baruch Levine had Umi Shefa. You heard Kanfein Sharim with Simcha Liner. I Can Be, that was Yaakov Shweki, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. So, I, when I went to sleep last night, it wasn't this close. It was not this close last night. It was a drop more of a, uh, of a gap. Hillary Clinton at 49.9 in Iowa. Bernie Sanders, 49.5. Unbelievable. And Ted Cruz, 27.7, Donald Trump, 24.3, but Rubio at 23.1. And there are a lot of people in our community who are big Rubio people. Very interesting to see if he surges now over the next couple of weeks. Anyway, that's the news everyone's waking up to. The Iowa caucus, finally, finally some type of election to speak of after all this buildup. I'll tell you that much. I got to thank those who are commenting on the NSN app. First of all, yesterday I interviewed, um, I interviewed, uh, and of course I forgot his first name. This seems to be, this seems to be an epidemic here with me at this point. Um, that author's name is Gortz, wrote the book about Talpiot. Anyway, I want to thank uh, one of our listeners. Uh, 8.54 yesterday morning, I just bought Israel's Edge, the story of the IDF's most elite unit, Talpiot, on Amazon. Thank you. I'm glad we were able to influence you to do so because it is an unbelievable book. It really is incredible. And um, I want to thank listener Yehudis. She continues one by one to inform people about the NSN app, and she says she's batting 500 in Lakewood. Because she spoke to two 30-something women living in Lakewood yesterday. One is an NSN listener, and the other one not yet. So she gave her the information. So she's batting 500 in her latest quest. Thank you, listener Yehudis. And listener Devora sent the most amazing uh, message on our NSN app this morning. I mentioned the trip to Israel next week and its purpose. She writes, we await your arrival and look forward to, to the support. It is not nothing. The people of Israel feel your love. We feel your love. Come on home. Boy, that is reassuring, that is invigorating, and that is much appreciated. 22 minutes before 7 o'clock. It's Tuesday on this February 2nd. Yeah, they're all talking about Groundhog Day, but last night, oh, I don't know, but about 10.30 last night, someone said to me, do you know what February 1st is? Do you know what February 1st is on the secular calendar? And I said, what? Is it something worthy enough to mention on JM and the AMs that the school children out there who are on their way to school right now and who are waking up will ask their teachers about February the 1st? Is it worthwhile mentioning because no other radio show in the world is going to mention it? And the answer was yes. On February the 1st, 14 years ago, which I believe was the 19th of Shvat, 
the murder of Daniel Pearl. If you're on your way to school, you're a teacher, you're a principal, you're an educator, you're a student. Share with your students or ask your teachers about Daniel Pearl and what made him so special in the last moments of his life. And February 1st, apparently, was that Shabbos, was that Shabbos years ago when Ilan Ramon and uh, the other astronauts aboard the space shuttle were killed in that terrible accident. I didn't realize it was February 1st. Uh, only last week during our Tu B'Shvat special, I don't remember if Mayor Weingarten and I discussed this on the air or off the air, but we were just talking about how there are plenty of people, especially the young people in this audience, who do not know who Ilan Ramon is. And he made such a uh, such an unbelievable impression on all of us. So um, if you're a student, you're on your way to school, if you're a teacher, since it's that time of year to remember people like that, uh, ask your teacher, ask your students, who is, who is Ilan Ramon? Why was, he, why was he so significant? What role did he play and what did he do in the final days of his life that brought such pride and such spirit to the Jewish people around the world? See what answer you get. I hope it'll be the right one. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock, JM in the AM. I thank you for tuning in to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmintheam.org, and of course on the NSN app, where your comments are welcome, as we just mentioned. Tune in and listen in and comment on the NSN app.
visitor whom many trust. Man of wisdom, keen advice, the mighty don't cost us why. Just listen, he'll brighten up your day. I'm 
from the Solomon Brothers, Imenanili Mili here at JMNAM. Rogers Park with the Magid. That's brand new. Zusha brand new with Shuvah Hashem off the Kavana CD. Yaeli Greenfeld, that's Zeh from his CD by the very same name here at JMNAM. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. News coming up from Israel in just a couple of minutes. We'll be in Israel, Bezrat Hashem, next week as we keep telling you. With a simple message of solidarity during these times. Um, there are um, uh, there are mornings where we ask uh, everybody in the audience to study along with us, say for Avas Chesed, a memory of my mother, Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. The laws of Chesed with the commentary of the Tiva Chesed uh, done by the Chavetz Chaim. And um, today, the Chavetz Chaim writes in Avas Chesed, If one comes to another and says, lend me 100 zuz, and know that I cannot pay it all back at one time, but I'll pay it back in installments, the, the lender is not required from the perspective of law to extend the loan under these terms. However, from the perspective of loving one's fellow Jew and bonding to him, from the perspective of unity, it is correct to do this favor for him even under these terms. Please see further on regarding the enormity of the mitzvah of giving a loan that will be repaid in installments. Uh, Sever Avas Chesed, the book by the Chavetz Chaim, we study in memory of my mother, Le'ili Nishmas, Esther Basar Yosef Halevi, <clears throat> and I thank you for that. J.M. and the A.M. on this, uh, oh, that was the one thing I didn't get off the weather forecast, the current temperature out there. I know we expect sunshine today with a high temperature of 50. That's pretty good. I know that uh, tonight, partly cloudy and a low temperature of 41. That's pretty good. I know tomorrow, lots of rain and wind, plenty of showers. It's be one of those wet days tomorrow. But the high temperature, thank goodness, is 59 degrees. So at least that in early February. Uh, let's see. Right now in Jersey City, New Jersey, Yerushalayim is 52 degrees. Not bad. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll dip about 20 degrees by the time we get there. Uh, <laughs> but in Jersey City, we're at 37 degrees here on a JM in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast. Not too bad, huh? This is brand new. The Adidim Choir at JM in the AM.
Does Yankee Orlansky know that we are playing the stuffing out of these couple of songs that he sent me off the Adidim Choir Volume 2? He told me, I saw him at a wedding a few weeks ago, he told me this is going to be amazing. He was right. They did They did a great job on this. They did a great, great job on this. Uh, that's the Adidim Choir. Uh, the Solomon Brothers, Emanuel Neely Mealy before that. 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a, it's a Tuesday, and it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnan.org. Kosher Halftime Show, Saturday night, Teaneck Doghouse. Lipa is the featured entertainer. Yeah, we know how to put together real entertainment for a halftime show. Not like those guys in the uh, Carolina-Denver hole fiasco. Lipa's our man. Big thank you to the Teaneck Doghouse. Thank you to Mike Socher, the Neshama Orchestra. And we'll have news about all that tomorrow in terms of who the uh, actual performers will be. Thank you, Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Thank you, Yeshiva University. Great seeing both of them yesterday. Thank you to the Jewish Link of New Jersey. Thank you to the Views. The Views who have an amazing selection of what to do for Super Bowl Sunday in Brooklyn and other areas. They've come through for us as well. Galei Tzalus, Yol Army Radio next. Ashtayim, Kanehut Graf, im ma shekoroi achshav. Rosh HaMemshela Lishavar Olmerot hursha ba'averot shibush. השופט מתח ביקורת על הסדר הטיעון. מבית המשפט כתבנו רום ליאור. נשיא בית משפט השלום מתח במהלך הדיון ביקורת על ראש הממשלה לשעבר ואמר, הודעתו לא נעשתה מתוך התנדבות ללקיחת אחריות. אחר כך פנה לנציגת הפרקליטות וביקר גם את המדינה כששאל, מדוע לא קבעתם עונש של חודש וחצי מאסר בפועל, אבל במצטבר כך שיהווה עונש אמיתי. בתום הדיון החליט השופט לדחות את מתן גזר הדין וההחלטה בדבר קבלת הסדר הטיעון ליום רביעי הבא. ואז החליט האם לגזור על אולמרט עונש של שישה חודשי מאסר שירוצו בחפיפה לעונש מטיקולילן. יעל דן שוחחה עם פרקליטו של אולמרט, עורך הדין אלי זוהר. תפקידו של בית המשפט לבדוק האם ההחלטה של הפרקליטות להגיע להסדר הזה הייתה סבירה בכל הנסיבות. אני מאוד מאמין שבית המשפט, לאחר שיקרא את הפסיקה ולאחר שיערער בינו לבין עצמו, הגיע למסקנה שהעונש... יושב ראש המחנה הציוני הרצוג מתייחס להצטרפותו לעבודה של יושב ראש ההסתדרות אבי ניסנקורן. הנה דברים שאמר בהרצאה בפני תלמידי תיכון. אני רוצה לראות עולים חדשים, 
נתן מאיר, בעלה של דפנה מאיר, זכרה לברכה, שנרצחה בפתח ביתם בעתניאל, מספר בגל"צ שפלסטינים מקללים אותו ואת משפחתו בדף הפייסבוק שלו. ראיתי שיש כמה הודעות שזה הסגנון שלהם, ואמרתי בסדר, דילגתי קדימה, יש לי מספיק אהבה לקבל מכל כך הרבה אחרים, שאני אגיד, בסדר, שיבושם להם. מזג האוויר ממחר התחממות. ולסיום, הכנסת אישרה בקרוב פחות חומרי הדברה בפירות וירקות. כתבתנו יערה שפירא. ועדת העבודה, הרווחה והבריאות בכנסת אישרה היום את התקנות שהגישו שרי החקלאות והבריאות, לפיהן יופחתו הרמות המותרות של חומרי ההדברה במזון ובתוצרת חקלאית. כמו כן, נאסרו לשימוש 16 חומרים מסוכנים במיוחד, ובאחרים צומצמו השימושים האפשריים. במקביל אושרו חומרים חלופיים הנחשבים ידידותיים יותר לאדם ולסביבה. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין.
Capella. We call that Rashi with the one and only Lenny Solomon. Lenny actually announced his tour. Uh, I saw it in a couple of places. I've got to uh, go through it at some point with everybody so you know where he'll be. Uh, Lenny Solomon on the big 
big schlock rock tour. Don't remember exactly what year it is, but I'm sure the moment I go to the website, <laughs> I will discover exactly what it is. Um, tour information. Uh, you know, you could get 485 songs of schlock rock for 108 bucks if you go to schlockrock.com. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, all right, so I'm going to check the calendar. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Schlock Rock Tour uh, starts February the 18th in South Florida, goes to Malden, Mass., Shomre Torah, and Fairlawn, uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Camp Mosheva up in Toronto uh, in February, uh, more Toronto, another show up there, then Albany, South Florida, and Chicago, Illinois. So he will be... He will be uh, very active between February the 18th and March the 8th in the big Schlock Rock 5776 tour. And we will certainly keep you up to date on as much as we can uh, as we get closer and closer to all of these concert performances. Uh, before the Schlock Rock, you heard Shalshalis Jr. dedicating that to the uh, TABC carpool with Elokina Shama. Simcha Liner had Shalom to open up the hour. It's time for our Yeshiva League sports update. I, uh, about an hour ago, I was waxing philosophic about how incredible it is that we have a Yeshiva League sports update, and we're able to uh, present what is uh, an incredible sports league uh, done in a, a Torah atmosphere. And it really is amazing, and I'm sure we'll have more opportunity to talk about it when we do our fundraiser here at JM and the AM. But sometimes you have to just sit back and... Uh, and realize what we're doing here on a regular basis. Elliot Weiselberg uh, doing a, a, an incredible job, really an incredible job, with the uh, with the sports update, both uh, Sundays at 7 p.m., Tuesdays at 7 p.m., and, of course, here at JM and the AM on Tuesday morning. Uh, we're probably going to move up, because of the Kosher Halftime Show, we'll probably move up this Sunday show just a drop early. And it'll probably uh, air, I don't know, at about 6.45 or so. We'll speak to Elliot later today and see if we can get a definitive decision on that. Also, uh, before we go to his sports report, I wanted to mention that uh, Elliot Weiselberg this coming week in the Jewish Link has an article where he breaks down the Western Division, the New York City and New Jersey teams, so they're playoff hopefuls. And, um, and, um, and all the leagues will be uh, up by tonight in this week's Edition. So keep that in mind. And uh, Elliot Weiselberg is next. It's our Yeshiva League sports update exclusively, of course, right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. As parents and students grudgingly return from winter break and settle back into their normal routines, the final week of the Yeshiva League season has begun. Beginning last night, a seven-day stretch ending next Monday night will shape the landscape of the Metropolitan Yeshiva High School Hockey and Basketball Leagues and set the stage for the 2015-2016 postseason. We'll update you on last night's results and what to look for over the next few days. All that and more, straight ahead on your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The JV hockey playoff picture became much clearer last night as Frisch knocked off SAR 5-4 in overtime. Sophomore Joe Tropp netted the game winner halfway through the extra session to complete the undefeated season for the Cougars and will earn at least a share of the top record in the league, depending on the half-to-DRS game this Wednesday night. If DRS wins, the Wildcats and the Cougars will flip a coin for the number one seed and the right to play one of the lower two seeds, which will be SAR and either TABC or Hank, depending on the Hurricanes game tonight against North Shore and TABC's game against MTA this coming Motzei Shabbos. 
Varsity Hockey gets similarly situated as Rambam blanked Solomon Schechter 5-0 on two-goal nights by both juniors Harry Tannen and Daniel Yasaki. The Ravens stay in the race for the Eastern Division title and can do so with another win over Solomon Schechter tomorrow night and a DRS regulation win over Hafter tomorrow night as well. For Solomon Schechter, their playoff hopes are on the brink and can be eliminated tonight if Hank picks up any points over North Shore. In the West, several games over the week will determine the third through fifth seeds, including the Flatbush Frisch game Thursday night and the Kushner Ramaz game on Saturday night. JV basketball had no games last night, but we'll see four games determine the remainder of the playoff picture. Tomorrow night, MTA will travel to SAR. A Lions win will mean a playoff berth and the fifth seed in the West. A loss and Maor will earn the postseason ticket in the sixth and final spot, with Ramaz taking the fifth seed instead. In the East, tomorrow night's game between Hafter and Mag and David will settle the second bye slot, while the two games on Saturday night, Flatbush North Shore and Hank Sharitora, will sort out the third through sixth slots. In varsity basketball, Hafter downed Mag and David 57-36 to slam the door shut on the Warriors' hopes of a postseason berth. The Hawks can clinch the second seed with a win, Moze Shabbos, but will have an uphill battle as their opponent is the nation's number one ranked team, the DRS Wildcats. A loss will open the door for Flatbush to run the table this week and claim a first-round bye. The rest of the East will be determined in several games on Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Saturday night, where every team in the league will be in action at least once. Out West, the seedings come down to two crucial winner-take-all games. Tonight, TABC and SAR will do battle, with the winner earning the West 5th seed, while Moze Shabbos will see Hillel and JEC squaring off for the West 3rd seed. Ironically, the West game that most will be interested in will have no playoff implications whatsoever when the two top West teams, Heschel and Frisch, locked into the number 1 and number 2 seeds in the West respectively throw down tomorrow night. For more in-depth analysis and news about this week's games, tune into tonight's Encore presentation of The Court Report. On this week's episode, we preview the girls' JV and varsity road to the playoffs, including the intense race for the girls' varsity West. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m. only on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. Also, be sure to pick up this week's edition of The Jewish Link, where I break down all of the teams in the playoff hunt for Western playoff slots in both JV and varsity hockey and basketball, and a guide to what each game means to them this coming week. Next week, we will have all the results from this past week, and we'll bring you up to date as the 2015-2016 postseason charges out of the gates. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. Thank you, Elliot. And we'll let everyone know exactly what the story is with Sunday with the Kosher Halftime Show likely starting around 8 p.m. Uh, we'll see exactly when, these, uh, when the court, when court report will air. Uh, likely around the time it usually does, but uh, maybe a drop earlier. Anyway, we'll figure that out. Pass that information along to everybody. Also, a big shout-out to the YU Max. Shiva University men's basketball team. Someone mentioned to me last night they're doing really well. I notice now they're ten and seven with a conference record of eight and four. Uh, let's see upcoming games for those of you who want to see some great basketball. What's today? February the second. February the third. That's tomorrow night. They'll be playing uh, up at College of Mount Saint Vincent. February the 6th, which is this coming Saturday night. Well, most people will be at the Kosher Halftime Show at the Teaneck Doghouse, but otherwise they'll be at the Max Turner Athletic Center against St. Joseph's. 
And the next home game after that is going to be February the 16th, which is a Tuesday night against the college at Old Westbury. That's the next home game after that. So, Shiva University, Max, always making us proud this year, really, really making us proud. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. And um, we continue with Ohad at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. That's Ohad, of course. Uh, J.M. in the A.M. 29 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Kosher Halftime Show is Saturday night. Teaneck Doghouse. Jonathan Gellis will join us in a minute from there. Uh, if you want to be there, uh, rehearsal 8.30, starting the uh, actual recording at 9 o'clock. We're going to try to be as on time as possible. <laughs> Not always easy on a Saturday night, but we're going to try our best. Uh, so make sure to be there. should be done by 9.30, he said prophetically. And um, we'll speak with him coming up in just a couple of minutes right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonish Basar of Zeb and and Esther Basar of Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, Perek Zion, the seventh chapter, Gedolot Tshuva, Tshuva is great, Shemekareves Esa'odom Lashchina, because it brings a person close to the Divine Presence. Shnemar, as it says in the Pasuk, Shuva Yisrael, return B'nai Yisrael, Ad Hashem Elokecha, to Hashem. HaTshuva, Mekareves Esa'odom Tshuva has the power to bring those who have been distanced, who are very far away, close to Hashem. A, a girl from a religious home married an atheist from an irreligious kibbutz. Slowly, the man worked to get rid of the Amuna Tahora, the pure faith that his wife had. He wanted to move to one of the mountainous areas in Eretz Yisrael and raise livestock. When they moved into their home, he didn't agree to put up a mezuzah. He didn't wear tefillin. When she lit candles for Shabbos, he would ask her, Why are you lighting candles? Nobody died. When she gave birth to a son, he refused to give him a bris milah. One day, there was a huge winter storm. There were heavy winds, and soon the mountains were covered in a thick blanket of snow. Their young son was sick and was soon burning up with fever. The temperature had risen to 104. His breathing became labored and he sounded like he was choking. They couldn't get their car out. They tried calling for help, but the phone lines were dead. There were no nearby neighbors to turn to for help. The child's face began to turn blue. The mother was faint from fear and the father was at his wit's end. Whatever he tried was not working out. Then the woman saw her husband standing by his son's side and muttering. She heard him whisper, Hashem, do something. I can't. There's no car, no ambulance, no phone. She was very surprised to see him praying. She asked him, Why are you praying? You yourself told me there is no God. What can I do, he said, ashamed. I have to try everything. As they stood there, the child's breathing suddenly sounded less labored. His breathing slowly normalized and the color returned to his face. The danger had passed. They now realized there was a Rebona Shalom. It's a shame that it took them so long. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. 
Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. as usual. Rabbi Goldwasser with very, very powerful words. 7.33 in the morning on this Tuesday. It's J.M. and the A.M. One of which a mazel tov to the honorees for the Center for Jewish Life. Their testimonial dinner happens on Sunday, February the 21st. Mazel tov to Adina and Rabbi Yossi Kanelsky. They're doing great work down in Marlboro, New Jersey. Honorees are Alex and Ina Silman, Chief of Police Bruce E. Hall, and Man of the Year Leon Kleiner. And we say mazel tov. Uh, from all of us here at JM in the AM. As um, they get set for that dinner coming up the 21st. Hey, I want to remind everybody that OHEL is uh, presenting a, a special session, a special gathering, meeting the challenges of autism spectrum disorders. The Mellon Phyllis Actor OHEL Institute um, is going to be presenting this community conference for family members, professionals, and advocates on Tuesday. February the 9th, beginning at 9 a.m. at the Young Israel of Avenue K. That's Avenue K in Brooklyn, New York. Certificates of attendance will be provided. Reserve your place today because space is limited. We featured presenters, including Dr. Priscilla Gilman and Stephen Shore. And um, again, give me a second here just so I can give you the proper... Um, the proper information line. Give me one second. Uh, again, the... Uh, where is it here? Uh, all right, we'll have to get it for you. We'll have to get it for you. And, of course, at the last moment, he finds it. Uh, so Stephen Shore and Dr. Priscilla Gilman will be the presenters meeting the challenges of the autism spectrum disorders. The Mellon Phil Zachter OHEL Institute for Training, a full-day community conference for family members, professionals, and advocates, Tuesday, February the 9th, 9 a.m., Young Israel of Avenue K. Register online, get a $10 discount. Certificates of attendance will be provided. Information, ohelfamily.org slash training. ohelfamily.org slash training or 877-EDU-OHEL, 877-EDU-OHEL, and you could register uh, that way, and we recommend you do. Um, and there you have it. Jonathan Gellis is with us live via telephone from the Teaneck Doghouse in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, many of you know, as of this past Thursday, it became public information that Lipa is the featured entertainer, the big special guest star for the Kosher Halftime Show, which we're going to make available, of course, during halftime this coming Sunday, but will be recorded Saturday night at the Teaneck Doghouse in Teaneck, New Jersey. Jonathan Gellis, as I said, is one of the proprietors there, joins us live via telephone. Jonathan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning. Well, how's it been on your end? What's the reaction been since Lipa's been revealed as the big star for this coming Saturday night? So we have had many phone calls, people to look looking to make reservations. Um, we told them, unfortunately, we're not making reservations, and it's first come, first serve. So I think that we expect a lot of people standing by the door when we open them at 7 p.m. The, yeah, the doors will open at 7. We are trying very hard to get our rehearsal done starting at 8.30, and we are trying very hard to get the whole thing done uh, starting between uh, 9 o'clock and uh, 9.30, and meaning that it should be done between 9 and 9.30 the entire kosher halftime show it is very exciting it's an amazing performer a lot of fun um you are taking the teaneck doghouse and about half of it no joke about half of it 
is being dedicated to orchestra, lighting, uh, sound equipment, video, everything necessary to make this a really cool production. Any nerves on your end, or this is going to go real smooth? No, we are looking forward to it. I did offer your production crew the ability to set up on Friday, but they were confident that uh, once once Chavez is over, that well, they'll have enough time to get everything going. They're ready. So if they're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, exactly, and hopefully they'll have plenty of time in order to do that and get the whole thing done. So Teaneck Doghouse is coming Saturday night. It is first come, first serve. And uh, everybody out there, if you are uh, if you're able to get in, hey, you'll be there, and you'll we'll see. We'll have this special burger that will. Be yeah, I want. I'm going to talk about the burger in a second. I just I want people to realize, and and it's a great problem to have. And and the truth is, you may not want me to emphasize it that much, but it's going to be crowded. People just realize there'll be a lot of standing. It'll be a, a hectic atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of great food. By the way, what's that salami dish? That Lipa was trying to, to name on Thursday when he was talking about uh, Cam Newsom and, every, and everybody that's doing the game. What is that salami dish called? The barbecue glaze salami. There it is. Barbecue glaze. It's, it seems to be a big favorite. A very, big very favorite. big favorite. Yes, people love it, uh, especially him and his manager. Really yeah. <laughs> but, yes, uh, they're, they're going to have a good time. And, look, to be able to see Lipa live in a small, intimate setting... Well, uh, it doesn't happen every day. I mean, he usually does bigger productions, and he's so excited about coming and doing it and doing the show. And as you know, he has a lot of uh, little things planned. Yeah. So I think he's excited, we're excited, and I know you're excited. Oh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun, that's for sure. Well, the wonderful team here at NSN has invented a special burger for the Kosher Halftime Show. Many people know about this already because you've seen how many people have offered a name for it. Your chef prepared it, a beef patty with a thin slice of grilled kishka. Yes, you heard correctly, a thin slice of grilled kishka, fried onions, lettuce, tomato, and Russian dressing. And anybody who goes to our Facebook update page, Nahum Siegel Network, it's very simple. You can comment and you can try your hardest to give it a really good name. I don't know if you've seen the comments. There are some really, really good proposed names so far. I don't know if you've seen any of them. Yes, no, I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. Some really um, good ones. When, when are we choosing the winner? Uh, I believe the winner gets chosen on Saturday night, but your customers could actually order it Saturday night and Sunday, right? Yes. Uh, that burger will be available for the limited time of Saturday night and Sunday. All so right, so everybody has a chance to on do a that. pretzel bun, on a, on oh, a bakery pretzel bun. Correct, a toasted pretzel bun, which makes it even better. Uh, so you have a chance to win, everybody. Go to the, uh, go to Nahum Single Network Facebook update page, comment, give us the name that you think is a good one. Our judges will judge it, and uh, we'll let you know if you're the winner. And uh, no matter what it's called, you'll be able to order it both Saturday night and Sunday at the Teaneck Doghouse. Uh, the contest is on Instagram as well, so you can check it out there simply under Nahum Siegel Network. So there you have it. The Jonathan Gellis, we look forward to Saturday night. Should be a lot of fun. A historic occasion at the Teaneck Doghouse. Yes, we're we in, very much looking forward to it, and we thank you for uh, helping bring some exciting entertainment to the Teaneck Doghouse. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, be careful what you thank us for. <laughs> <laughs> Look, busy is busy. We'll, we'll be busy. It's busy. It's going to be hectic, that's for sure. Thank God. I hope your staff is raring to go. That's all I can say. They are. Thanks, Jonathan. We'll see you Saturday night. Thank you. Looking forward. Big thank you to the Jewish Link of New Jersey. Big thank you to everybody who's been supporters of the Kosher Halftime Show, including Yeshiva University, who was here yesterday with their director of admissions. Shari Tzedek Hospital here yesterday with uh, Rachel Wolf speaking to us.
Uh, Mike Socher and everybody at the Neshama Orchestra has been amazing. We'll explain tomorrow exactly who's going to be doing the show and who's backing up Lipa for the orchestra. But they've been unbelievable, and I thank them as well. Teaneck Doghouse, of course, I mentioned. And um, and a big thank you to The Views, Alan Hirsch and company at The Views. Uh, they have a whole listing this week of all the Super Bowl specials that they have at so many different restaurants and areas. And they've included our Kosher Halftime Show as a uh, as a big and important spot for everybody to uh, make sure to uh, to stop by at some point, whether you're there live on Saturday night or just watching it on your computer on Sunday or any other time. More coming up, 19 minutes before 8 o'clock. This is JM in the AM.
trying to convince Leon Goldberg, Goldenberg to come to the Kosher Halftime Show, but uh, he's a novel, so he says he's not going to come this year. But next year, hopefully, you'll come. Hopefully, you'll come to the Kosher Halftime Show next year, right? Only to the halftime. <laughs> right. <laughs> All you're interested in is the Jewish music part of the Super Bowl. You don't care about the rest of the stuff. Not at all. Sorry to say. <laughs> no problem. Sorry to say. Uh, Leon Goldenberg is, I don't know if he's chairing or if he's uh, if he's directing or he's, do you know what position you have for Shoot for Shalom? Do they give you a title or not? Uh, They're not giving you a title. Title? I don't think so. so. Not giving you a title. Not title. You think after all this hard work? Yeah. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. You give to the Shalom Torah Center. You think they find something? For you, <laughs> coach. Can we make him coach? You yeah. can make him a coach, but there's a million coaches there. I hate to say it on this show, but sports is not my uh, area of expertise. Well, I saw you play last year. You're you're lying to this audience. You did great. You did great last year. I'm sorry. A total pro. Uh, anyway, Leon Goldenberg is here. Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Merkin is here, and you know what that means? It means the Shoot for Shalom basketball tournament is happening on the 21st. Of February, down at the Hoop Group headquarters in Neptune, New Jersey. Last year, Bill Cartwright was the NBA host. This mm-hmm. year, Charles Oakley. Yes. Nice and gentleman. Ho- and hopefully he'll uh, live the year. Have you? <laughs> what does that mean? No, well, because last year the winning team, last year the winning team right. was supposed to get a meal with Anthony Mason. <gasps> and he passed away? The yeah. day of the tournament, he actually had the stroke. So everybody, th- th- that's been the running joke. Like, wow. will Oakley make it? Yeah, but we listen. We but that was told. different. Cartwright was sort of like yeah, the, the yeah, host yeah, there, sure. and Oak- sure. and Mason was the prize. Right. Mason Here he'll be there, Charles. Yes, Oakley? Charles Oakley. And is he also the prize for dinner? No, 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 no. Actually, the prize is we really stepped it up this year. We have we have actually different options. Uh, we have different options of what of what the teams are going to win. They can either win a meet and greet with uh, Matt Harvey. A meet and greet with Henrik Lundqvist, a tour of MSG with John Starks, or Knicks Cavs tickets and a meet and greet with the entire Knicks team or Cavs team. My gosh, how did you how did you do all this? This these these guys that he just mentioned, yeah. these are all that Fiomi guys. Yes, all my kids share them in their own right. Yes, Leon may, Leon puts on his shorts and makes believe he knows what he's doing that day. That's about it. That's that's his extent. Th- that's unbelievable. We have some great prizes there. Yes. Matt yes, Harvey. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's the toast of the town now. Yeah, the Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, the, the prizes. Dark Knight. <laughs> Are you a Met fan? I am not, by the way. And you knew that? I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Anyway, here we go. How many teams do we have so far, and how many teams do we want that shoot for Shalom? Okay, so right now, thank God, Baruch Hashem, we have 44 teams signed up. Um, 22 of which are companies, different real estate right. companies. Uh, we we have um, a lot in the healthcare field right now. A couple of uh, three nursing homes already have signed up. What's the maximum you could have? The maximum is 64. All right, so you have another 20 to go. We have another 20 to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably, I probably, I would like to say that we probably have another at least six committed. So getting to 50, three, four, five players. How many? So or the way it was, so it's a three on three. But All we right. advise teams to bring uh, at least four for the business team. We're sort of because we're billing it for the business as a way to give back to your employees, right. create business loyalty, teamwork. So like one team has a bunch of guys to play and the other bunch to eat. Yeah. So. <laughs> Those of you who remember last year, I'm year's on the eating part yes. of our team. I'm with you. Real if I show up, I'll be at the uh, buffet. Um, <laughs> what are you, wait, 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 no, hold on. You got on the court last year. Yeah, Let's well, not sell. Oh, wait yeah. one second. And it's on the you, video. You're, you're obviously not familiar with my feet situation <laughs> since then, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Last year was amazing, but you've declared that this year it's going to be twice the size, twice the teams, and twice the fun. Shoot for Shalom. We'll, we'll speak with Leon in a moment uh, what caused this support, although this audience, I have a feeling, knows exactly what it supports. Mm-hmm. The Hoop Group headquarters in Neptune, New Jersey, I would guess, is a big upgrade from last year's facility as well? Yeah. I mean, last year's facility, by the way, for all those who remember, was a gorgeous facility. It was, nice. it was, it was, it was But very we knew it was lacking certain things. Right, all. right. So here, the, uh, the advance of the Hoop Group's facility is that instead of two courts, which means you have right. four half courts, here we actually have four full courts. Oh. So we have eight, so, right, so, so we have eight half courts, so eight games will be going on at once. Are you bothering hiring referees? Because some might argue that it was a pointless task last year. Okay, so to answer that, we are, and also we are dealing with the foul situation properly. Really? Yes, yes we are. And we they'll are. actually be able to tell which ball went out of bounds oh, and stuff well, like that? Really? We're also doing reversible jerseys. Oh, so, so this way, run. so therefore, this they, way the teams won't look the same. You have to imagine from the ref side; they've never, they, they never refed a Jewish basketball game, and here everybody has the. Yarmulke. They don't realize everybody's just talking; nobody's playing. <laughs> right, and everyone's not only wearing yarmulke, they're wearing the same. They're wearing uniform. the same uniform. So here we may try to get reversible jerseys. We have really come a long way. We've actually determined that two different teams had two different <laughs> uniforms. I like that. Okay, you know what? Sometimes it's more about what I the know, picture I'm can kidding. bring out than the game. Let's get to the important stuff. Who's catering? Um, Rector Caterers is catering again. Um, you know, another <clears throat> hopefully knockout buffet like we had last year. Last year was a good buffet. And actually, this year we're, at, we're hopefully going to start because of the size of, of the facility. We're at after the playoffs, which, by the way, unlike last year, now almost half the teams are going to make the playoffs. We have a new formula of how it's going to work. Yeah, that work. was also a big thing. People wanted more playoff teams, right? Right. So we're going to do that. But even but so while the playoffs are beginning, that's we're going to close off a court, and that's when we're going to start the buffet. Right. So the design is that well, every dairy buffet will be going on. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Don't, don't think, don't yeah. think we're not feeding you. No, yeah. no, no. The minute you walk in, the minute you walk in, and by the way. A, um, a a soon-to-open restaurant called Garden State in Lakewood has actually donated wraps and salads for the tournament. My so gosh, I may have to show up just to visit. Yes, yes. So and then and oh, although I heard Team Siegel is in. Team Siegel, one hundred percent. I should go to. Up. I should go to root them on. What do you mean? You're you, you're number three on the team. And I'll tell you. Enough, yeah, <laughs> I wish I was true. And I'll tell you another thing. They may make the playoffs. I, I would, I would they hope have so. Because they've been working very hard the last 11 months. I would hope so. Listen, I would expect no less. Who won it last year? Which team won it last so year? So last year, um, a team called Talpion, Mike Swiaka. Um, what? Talpion won it, yeah. Mike Swiaka won it. So everybody, everybody, the team that everyone thought won did not win last year. Who, who did everybody think, think won? Where are they from? The they're, team? from they're from Manhattan. Upper East Side. Upper East Side, yeah. We thought the winning team last year was a combination of Lakewood and Passaic. No, th- those are the teams that made it. They, they made it to. They made it to the playoffs, but not the finals. No. <gasps> well, no, no. A, a Lakewood team, Team Muller, made it to the made it to the finals, but uh, Talpion beat them in the I finals. I didn't realize right. that. because they brought in a couple of uh, ringers. Uh, ringers, yeah, yeah. Because we thought they had the ringers. No, I'm just no, joking. They didn't. I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't no. want Mike coming after me for no, that. No, That's no, 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 no. They were That's good a guys. Joke. In fact, Leo- he's a real great player. Yeah. These, these are, are young kids. Uh, Ramaz, well, are they all three Ramaz? All I'm four? not sure. But uh, sure. I know Mike is Ramaz's kid, yeah. and these guys are really were on the court when I stood next to them and tried to <laughs> dribble. It was like, you know, I mean, everybody so that's knows. That's who wants so it. There are yes. some teams, by the way, mm-hmm. seriously, from the sports side, there are some teams out for blood. There are some teams who I'm sure, knowing their personalities and seeing them play last year, 
are very disappointed they didn't win last year. A hundred percent. And by the way, that's what we wanted to create. I mean, right. it, it create, you want the rivalry. A hundred percent. By the way, we in terms of the division. I just want the rivalry and money raised. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But, but but in terms, that was the design. The design was to play companies against companies, to play right. neighbors against neighbors, to create this atmosphere. And for eleven months, they're all they're all talking it up. They're 100%. all talking enough. Hundred percent. Very interesting. Charles Oakley will be there. Anybody who's an NBA fan for years knows who that is. And of course, uh, there'll be plenty of great prizes. Um, you've already been giving out prizes to those who've been fundraising so far. So Correct. there are different benchmarks that people can achieve and and win different things. Uh, what do people have to raise? What do the three four players together? have to raise to be part of this, to actually join the team? What do they have to bring to the table here for Shalom? Well, so it depends. If they are a standard team, which just means three or four guys, right. friends, family, so they have to raise a combined raise of $1,800. That's so not like, crazy. No, it's, it's, it's 450 a guy. Right. Um, because of the team raise, one guy, if he brings in all the money, the guys are allowed to come with him. Right. You know, obviously, I don't encourage that. Right. Um, and then when it comes to the business, so for the business side, we're offering them a little more. We're offering them exposure on the website. Right. Their logos, we're giving them logo jerseys. So for them, we ask for $2,500. But again, I believe all this is manageable. And Yeah, this is not a crazy... No, 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 no. no, no. no. But it adds up. For us, it well, adds obviously. up. obviously. Are you kidding? But for them, it it's really a great is. fundraiser. To raise $450, what do you have to do? You've got to send it out on your Facebook page. Right. And ask 10 people friends. for 45 bucks, mm-hmm. or, or 20 people for $22, right. which is like really Yeah, we easy. get it. We yeah. could do the math. And, yeah. and what are we doing it for? We're doing it for the kids. Now, Shalom Torah Center. Leon, here's your opportunity. To tell this audience, and it's really the middle of the school year now. It's a good opportunity. Right. Are you teaching there still? I am. I'm still the 7th and 8th grade rabbi. All right. So, you know, we have here somebody who dedicates his life, not just to fundraise for the yeshiva, but to... Actually works there. Who works there every single and day and is teaching the kids and impacts Are there the kids. students in the 7th and 8th grade? Do you have students in the 7th and 8th grade this year? So, Kanainahara, we right now in this school, we have over 220 children. We merged the two schools... Which uh, building is it in? Which it's city? It's in Alapan. Great building. Great building, right? Uh, although we kept the two centers separate. Nurse in East uh, Windsor, we still have the shul there. Right. We still have the mikveh there. Right. We still have That's your Heritage Center. Right? Isn't that your mikveh? Uh, is that the one you yeah, built? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Long know, time ago. Right. You right, dedicated something ago. there, I remember. It was right. the mikveh, you're right. right. Um, we have over there Shalom Heritage Center, which does a tremendous job, which is uh, which has a Sunday school, which has right. about 150 kids. They actually had a very successful dinner Sunday night, mm-hmm. um, Rabbi Nadoff, and it really is a uh, you know a tremendous asset. They do raise their own funds today, uh, but the shul and everything is in our building right. that you know we we maintain. And the same thing goes on in uh, in Manalapan. Two hundred twenty kids. It's a lot of kids. Two hundred twenty kids. It's like a it's like a real school, and no question that if uh, if not for us, one hundred and eighty at least would be in public schools, and it's about Jewish continuity. How much can this event raise? Last year we raised we uh, the gross was one hundred fifty four thousand dollars. And I don't have to tell anybody listening. What difference that makes in a 220 student school? 100. percent I mean, I, that is a big, big chunk of money. That's a big chunk of money. Right. And this year we can raise more. Oh, yeah, no, 100. We will raise more. I, we will yeah. raise more. I'm, I'm really hoping to be able to break the 200,000 dollar uh-huh. mark. 
And I mean, listen, we we need everyone to support their teams, including to including to support Team Siegel. Yeah, please. Uh, please. <laughs> do they have a website even? Yes, they have do their I, own website. They do. <laughs> How do I support? What do you mean? Siegel. So you go to shootforshalom.com, yeah. you go to the sponsor page, you find Team uh, Nachum Siegel Network, right. you see, you know, you, you'll see the Siegel family, and you, uh, you you pledge your support. We have no ringers. All I have is sons. We didn't, <laughs> they didn't bring any of their great basketball friends to play along? I think they went to Ramaz to pick up a couple of guys. I, they didn't have to go that far. They could go to their backyard in TABC and bring a couple of kids. They have some great superstars there. I've been begging them for months, get one ringer one in there, ringer, but they insist it. on doing it themselves. Yeah. But right. everybody has really a great time. And I that's, think that's true. That's it is a lot of fun. The uh, camaraderie. See, that's the whole thing. You're just asking people to come, enjoy the day, have 100%. some great food, play some ball, and, and just have fun. Yeah. And I they mean, walk away with some great stuff, right? You always give away stuff and everything. Right. And when you were talking about the benchmarking, so right now... We need to thank Outer Stuff. Yes. So Saul Werdiger, you know him? Yeah. So he also donated. His all the uniforms. Very nice. They, they, they donated. Um, but Major Energy... Actually, is do- um, starting Thursday, uh, the team that raises the most money over the next two weeks, Major Energy, donated four Madison Club suite tickets to Rangers, uh, to Rangers Lightning. Now, I'm not a hockey guy, but I'm sure if you're a Ranger fan, you're probably salivating. So that is a big ticket. Get signed up and, bring, and please bring in the money for the kids of Shalom. Unbelievable. And don't forget my grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning? Just to say hello to them. Oh, well, please, Leon, go ahead. We, Start, ha- we have at least half a minute for that. Right, starting with the Blouse in Far Rockaway, yeah. and in Passaic, yeah. the Merzel Grossman family, yeah. and in Lakewood, the Goldenberg family, yeah. and in Brooklyn, the only Brooklyn family, the Furtick family. It would have been easier to just list the entire Shalom student roster <laughs> and go through all your grandchildren. But all right. I didn't give them individual names. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those days are they gone. They do have individual names. Can right, I but those days are gone. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. have no time for yeah, that. That would be a whole show. Shootforshalom.com. The, uh, the four is the number four. Shootforshalom.com. Uh, you can call. You want to give out the 240 number? Yeah, you can give the. Yeah, uh, call 240 723 2653. That's 240 723 2653. There are about 20 slots left. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's room for about the 20 more teams. It happens on the 21st of February at the Hoop Group headquarters in Neptune, New Jersey. What else can we tell people? I know the grand prize is VIP New York sports experience. You outlined that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. People have a choice of what they want. They're constantly, uh, you're constantly giving out different gifts as people uh, achieve different fundraising marks. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the fact is, obvi- from my standpoint... Is there any group that shattered the 2,500? Is there any group that's, like, way above? So right r- right now, we have a, we do have a couple of teams that, that, that are above that mark. Last year, uh, Newport Management, they they, they, they broke 10,000. Uh, Goldmont broke uh, 4,500. Yeah, wow. uh, yeah so, so, I mean... What's Leon up to this year? You know, um, can't walk in still here. Very they early. Started. They just started. Yeah, 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 yeah. They started sending out. It's already February. I know, but they only started yesterday. Sending out into office memo. Is he, right. is he, is he passed a hundred bucks in or not? No. Yes. By he, the way, yes, he is. Yes. The, the, the two first donations <laughs> for Team Goldman. By the way, Chief Ferdig donated yesterday. There you go. So, oh, you know, okay, that's him. my son-in-law. There right. you go. So Smart man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to stay my son-in-law. <laughs> 
But a lot of these things... So you, you may know, have broken 180. You may have walked <laughs> in having broken 180 already. <laughs> I might. By the way, yeah, it's possible. By the way, for a lot of teams, uh, you know, that's pretty much a benchmark at this point. But right. no, I mean, the, the fact is that we still do have, I mean, from my standpoint... We have three weeks right. left, so you know. And now, now is when people wake up to it. Right, and yeah, that's when people really get involved. All right, uh, shoot for Shalom, everybody. Uh, you can go to the website. Obviously, we recommend some of our favorite teams, like Goldmont and Team Siegel, and all the others. You don't, you don't actually play that day, do you? I no, no, no. You don't no, have no. A, You have no interest. I no. no I know. Wait, we said I would love to play. Right, but, but no but, skin but in the game. Is that one team no, you're favoring? I have no. No, no one no. can accuse you of trying to push someone through the playoffs. Absolutely not. Give us your perspective. You're a seventh and eighth grade Rebbe. Forget the basketball stuff for a minute. And Leon, obviously, we know is one of the people responsible for saving the school, and he has appealed. He is the person responsible. He is the person, and yeah. he has appealed to the New Jersey community, not just Lakewood and other communities we've mentioned, but the entire state, to take care of this school. 100%. This man's from Brooklyn. He stepped, right. he stepped in and, and has quoted many great Torah giants who have said to him, you know, let's get the people from New Jersey involved here. This is our school. This is our... our it's your our, kids. It's our kids it's over New here. New Jersey kids. Give us... How many years are you there? Although we do have New York kids also. Yes. Staten Island kids. Right. We have almost 30 kids. How many... Uh, how long have you been there? Um, this is my, I think, sixth. All right. Fifth. So give us your perspective. What if, We know that the majority would be in public school. We okay. get that. Okay. But you must be changing their lives just by being there with them on a daily basis. The Let kids just tell you one thing. Our graduates, almost all of them, go on to yeshiva high schools. And I think that's a critical... And that would never happen, obviously. That would never happen. No, no question. Very rare that we lose a child that does not go on to Yeshiva High School. We're talking about Frisch. We're talking about JEC. The Yeshiva League. And the, right. the schools in right. the Yeshiva League, of And course. they'll be playing in the uh, leagues, you know, in the high school of leagues, course, you know, yeah. all over New Jersey. Yeah. And that's what I think... But, you know, let's get a perspective from him. I, I think you I think you asked the question the wrong way. Yeah. You asked me what effect they have on them. I think the real question is what effect they have on me. I mean, seeing them every day come in excited to learn Gemara, excited to learn about about Judaism, and this is something that is is actually foreign to them because it's not something they experience on a day-to-day basis in their homes, and they they just the the openness and the excitement that that they that they put towards their studies. To me, it's inspiring. It makes me want to be a better Rebbe because I, because they, they they show me what it really means to be a true Torah Jew of wanting to grow on a constant basis and take what they learned, bring it home. I mean, we're not remember when 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 you're when you teach a Shalom child, you're really being kind of the whole family. Yeah, how's that mentioned that? How the whole family comes right, along? Right, the whole family comes along, and you see the parents, and the parents want to want to know why, you know, what the excitement is all about. So we're we're really doing the right work. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety one point nine in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. The Shoot for Shalom basketball tourney happens on the 21st of February. Call 240-723-2653. You can go to shootforshalom.com. Shoot the number 4shalom.com. Sponsor a team or create your own team and uh, raise the money. Not a lot. There's not a lot that's necessary, but raise the money. Have some fun. Enjoy a great day together down there in Neptune, New Jersey for the Shoot for Shalom basketball tournament and you just said something that I wanted to comment on and of course it totally escapes my mind but uh, th- this whole this whole issue of bringing along the families and watching parents 
Yeah, there was a Shalom dinner that I was at. I don't right. know how many years ago was that? Three, four years uh, ago in that three, area? Yeah, I three think. years ago, I think. Probably around there. The families that show up not just because their kids go to the school and they feel an obligation to be there and buy a ticket to the dinner. But the families who show up because they're telling you how much their lives have been changed. Because that's what the other parts of Shalom Torah Center is, which is Shalom Heritage Center, Torah Links, which is working with the parents, which both of them have, you know, Sunday schools in our school. Right. You're talking about 300 kids every Sunday coming in. And we hope, you know, to pick out the shuls that have been created in Manalpan, Morganville. There are today nine shuls in Manalpan, Morganville. He didn't know any of this geography before. This whole no, thing. <laughs> I just found that actually two weeks ago that it's two different townships. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is that all these things are all outreach shuls. Where are you from? Uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Interesting. His father runs uh, the Yeshiva of Greater Washington. Hawk? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, that's Hogwash. No, uh, Yeshiva of Greater Washington. It's, uh, my father's been there, I think, now over 30 years. Wait, which one is Hogwash? Hogwash is Hebrew Academy of Greater Washington. And yours is which? Yeshiva of Greater Washington. Wow. Yeah. Right. Hogwash is the one that comes to the YU basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. close by, or um, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, you know, growing up. So this is why he's good at this. He's a real out of towner. He gets yeah. the whole thing. Because that's what it is. Yeah, he gets it's the whole out thing. Of town. He probably grew up with people that are in a very similar situations. Some of the Shalom students. A hundred percent. What do you mean? Yeah. The, the, these were my friends growing up. Right. right. You know, Until this, recently, this uh, in Brooklyn, there was really no outreach either. Until BJX opened up, right. and it's reaching out. Other than that, you know, we live in in our communities, and we think you know we're very insular, and we really don't don't meet people. And enough. we forget how important we know how. Believe me. On this show, we've proven how much we believe in all the cure of programs and the great work that's being done, the Shabbatonim, etc. But Jewish education, there's nothing that comes close no. to it. No. Nothing no. that comes close to it. And it's a model that has to be replicated. Yeah, no question of that. No. I mean, when you're, when, you're, when you're able to to basically set it up where your child for eight hours a day, ten hours a day, right. all they see are fellow Jews and all they learn about is what Judaism is, what did they do for the summer? Did they go to Jewish camps or not? Um, a lot of kids do or not? So a lot of kids do. They, you know, we, they, they go to Nagila, They go to Boy Zone. And oh, Rabbi right. Chin, Rabbi Chin, who's been the seventh, who's been the fifth and sixth grade Rabbi, now sixth and seventh for fifteen, sixteen years in Shalom. So he actually has a camp. Has a camp in that, that area. In that area, in the Twin Rivers area, to make sure that the kids have a structured and, you know, productive More summer. girls and boys in school, or basically even? How I think it's even. Basically it's even. even. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't have the rosters in front of me, but right. I think it's even. Unbelievable. Okay. I could wax poet, you know, when we started this topic. Yeah, yeah. I could sit here all day just talking about how amazing it is, the job. How many are BAM are there like him, or he's unique? Are there other BAM there like him? No, they're all. They're all like to this? take that job. So we got to recruit. we got to get him out of there and get him to yep. other schools. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is is just one of many great rabbis down there, and the teachers. Are you Those serious? Those are the ones that are impacting. It's not me. I gotta make some calls. The impact is the principal. I gotta start recruiting down in Morganville. That's it. The impact is the yeah. principals and the teachers that sit. You're getting offers all the time from around the country. I I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say that from my boss. You are right. <laughs> you <wouldn't> You're getting <laughs> offers from Yeshiva High Schools. I bet in the Yeshiva League, right? Am I right? Uh, I, you know, can they I want they want you out of Shalom. Can I take the fifth? Am I allowed to take the fifth? You on, can on do whatever show? you want. Okay. But, I, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell the audience what I feel must be the truth. You're probably <laughs> being, rec- especially this time of year. 
You, you, prob- you probably been offered a massive so, free agent contract for September. <laughs> all he has to do is be offered about twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a massive upgrade, hundred percent. I'm telling you right now, this guy, if I had his free agent contract, <laughs> are you kidding me? You know where he'd be in September? Greatly appreciated, but no. But he wouldn't be in Silver Spring. <laughs> But as Leon, but as Leon says, I mean, you're talking about the Morris also. You're talking about yeah, all the course. teachers. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. The course, amount, yeah. the the amount that the Rebbeim and the teachers have. I remember them. visiting there, taking him home for Shabbos. I remember visiting there and just hearing how dedicated the teachers are, men and women, everybody, how dedicated they are to the whole cause and 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 all the extra stuff they do, like you mentioned Shabbos, etc. All the extra stuff they do, it really is just incredible. Anyway. Like I said, we could do this all day. Uh, support Shalom Torah Center. They'll be back, I guarantee you. Leon will be back. We'll remind everybody about uh, about supporting Shalom. Right now, though, today, uh, take advantage of their unique and fun basketball tournament. Uh, Shoot for Shalom happens at the Hoop Group headquarters in Neptune, New Jersey, the 21st of February. It's a fun event. I have been there. This year it's ever-expanded. It's a, uh, a lot of great prizes, wonderful food, a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. Teams have a great time. It's not a lot of fundraising when you think of it in the in the scheme of things, but it's a tremendous amount for the school. Oh, 100%. So. And listen, you know what? And, and as much as we say it's not a lot, the more you bring in, we'll always appreciate it. Exactly. So that's it. And the uh, website, again, is shootforshalom.com. Shootforshalom.com. Once more, thank you very much. Uh, you yes, guys, you guys you. amaze me. What you've done, thank stepping you. in amazes me. Rabbi Merkin, you always amaze me. Thank and you very, very much. Uh, invited back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in okay. the AM. Please welcome. Hey.
Mr. Abe Banda is in our studio, and I am glad he is here. I did not want this week to go by without him visiting us here in Jersey City. He's back from Israel, which is important, and I'll explain why in a moment. Mr. Abe Banda, in the following month and year, opened up the Pomegranate Store on Coney Island Avenue in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And before I formally say good morning, just tell me exactly when it was, what month and what year? It was August 2008. August of 2008. And shortly after that, he was responsible for this song becoming as popular as it did. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Nochem. Tell me something. They come to you, eighth day, I assume it was them, and they say, we got this idea, you know, a little bit of a off-the-beat type of song. We believe that the music video belongs in your prominent supermarket in your prominent establishment right i know it'll, it'll be a big hit you hear this and you say what to them no no it was just uh, the other way around how'd it go <laughs> i was at an ohel concert yeah because i'm a sponsor of ohel as well we spoke about it last year when you were Correct. here and uh, they performed the eight day song and i liked the song the and I, I liked the alili song and i reached out to them and uh, I asked them, maybe you want to do the song in a pomegranate. And they jumped on it, and they saw there was the right venue, and the rest is history. I was there a couple of Thursdays ago, as you know. Those pictures of me in front of your <laughs> takeout counter seem to have gotten everywhere around the world. 
supermarket's the wrong word, right? It is. It is call it a marketplace, but uh, you but can call it's it more than want. that. What is it? Is it a landmark establishment? Is it a is it a historic establishment for the kosher community? How? What would be the proper way to refer to what it's become now, eight years later? Well, when we opened up the media, the New York Times, the New York Post, they all referred to us as the kosher Whole Foods. Right. So I think that's where it started. That was their catchphrase. And uh, most uh, of our customers and most of the people in the community, even those who are not shopping at Pomegranate, feel the ripple effects that Pomegranate revolutionized the kosher community shopping. What is it like for you when you visit every neighborhood now and they all want to be like you? What is that like? That everybody wants to do what you did. What they say is uh, imitation. imitation. The greatest form of flattery. The greatest form of flattery. <laughs> so so um, it feels good. And that, you sometimes uh, walk You know, you, you validate it and you feel accomplished that you did the right thing. You sometimes walk into those stores and say, ah, these guys just fell short. They didn't realize they got to do this or that. You know, Nukham, as a perfectionist, you, you always know, note uh, the little things. Yeah. And I even know the little things in uh, my your supermarket that uh, or gourmet marketplace, the way you want to say, right. uh, that needs to be improved. How so did always ha- I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. It usually means I'm very interested in the topic <laughs> when I do that. How did Tuber okay. Shvat go? You had a beautiful display. It's one day, right? But yet people came in, enjoyed, got stuff they probably would not be able to get in other places. I would assume that's one of your goals is to provide things they won't be able to find anywhere else. Right? Just so happens to be that my nephew got married in Israel, so I wasn't around in ah, Tudishvat. So, um, but I can tell you from the numbers and from what my staff said that uh, you know there was. Uh, you know, an amazing, an amazing day to Bishwat from before and after. Uh, and people know, do enjoy. Biggest, we had the biggest selection. It's not only the biggest selection, it's the atmosphere, it's the lighting, it's the See, cleanliness. See, I, I always think it's that, that, that you have items that aren't available in other places. It's not just that. It, it, well, you have, we have that as well because right. we have the place for it and we have the staff to lay it out properly and to make it shine and to make it look, uh, you know, just like you walk into Nima Marcus in Manhattan when you see the clothing or you walk into Bergdorf Goodman, you see that even though we are priced very competitively, but we lay out everything nice and the staff is always friendly and the checkout mm-hmm. is always fast. Now I feel so terrible. people just like feel it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. And when any holiday, any festive time, people flock you know, even not from the community. It's been, like I said, it's become a destination. They right. flock from all over New York to come to see what's there. They want to have the biggest selection, and they want to be taken care of royally, and that's what we do. Abe Bandas here. He owns Pomegranate. Um, you're here for one reason today. Okay. I know I inconvenienced you. You just landed from Israel, like, what, 24 hours ago? Like, you just got in. Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. And you have probably have a lot of work to do and a lot of stuff going on to catch up on, I'm sure. Even though today it's a little easier to be in touch, you know, obviously. Well, I can agree with that statement. Right, there's, a lot, there's a lot to do. <laughs> yes. But I, I asked you to come here, and I'm so glad that you agreed to, because I wanted to tell a story with you here. Okay, go ahead. We have, as many people know at this point, we've, we've undertaken some really special projects that get a tremendous amount of international attention. Um... Most notably, and we spoke to you about it before we we went to Paris, about the Jewish Unity Initiative, and that was, thank God, an event that, you know, made a tremendous Rosham, a big impression. At that time, you said to us, if you ever have a project that needs funding and support that you think, you know, can make an impact, I want to know about it. 
and we walked into your office on the same day as the pulled pulled beef uh, Danish. What do we call it? Pulled beef babka. Pulled beef babka. Okay, so that's that's called pulled beef babka. That's right. a creation by yeah, our right. and we're going to get to that in world a famous chef Isaac. We walk in there. We walk in there that day, and we say to you, we have this vision. We have we know what's going on in Israel. There are two things happening in Israel. There's a, a little bit of a of unfortunately of a down atmosphere because people are in difficult situations walking in places and you know looking behind them constantly and it's a little bit different and we want to bring a little bit of chiz, chiz, a little bit of chizuk to them and broadcast from places like Sharyafo and like the Pinachama and the Gush and maybe on and not maybe but on Dizengoff in Tel Aviv places that are high profile to give a message that you know there are people there are Jews around the world who are concerned and who think about you and want to give you chizuk and then in addition to that, we wanted to take this opportunity to remind everybody how important it is to travel to Israel at this time. You were just there. I am sure you could tell us that shopkeepers and restaurant owners and cab drivers and hoteliers and a whole bunch of others are you know, on the downturn because of the tourism industry, because people are not going on the same regular basis that they normally do. And... Uh, Basically, your answer to us was, yes, let's do it. And on Monday, after, after the kosher halftime show, which we did not speak to you about, <laughs> because we, we didn't know if that fit in well with pomegranate, maybe in the future it will. But after our kosher halftime show, uh, Monday, after Monday morning's JM and the AM, we are heading to Israel, and we're going to do exactly that. We are going to be broadcasting those three days from places like that with some very interesting guests, a lot of positive attitude, and some very important messages. So we've told this story before. You've been in Israel. We've told this story on the air before. People know that you are responsible for what's about to happen. I am just glad I got to tell it with you here. And thank you for your support and understanding that there is a greater mission to all this. And in this case, it's a mission to Israel. So right. thank you very and, much. Um, uh, Nucham, I want to tell you, first of all, I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you very much. And I've been here before. And, um, you know, what you're doing, going to Israel and showing our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land that we stand with them. We're gonna, not going to just like be in the side and uh, just stay away. I have to tell you that I was in Israel the last two weeks on a Simcha. The hotel I was staying was Mamila. It was like close to empty. Wow. Um, you know, the restaurants and everybody else are suffering. But I think it's coming back. People are going, I had no fear walking around the streets, and I didn't sense any fear from other people. It's, I guess, maybe it's a fact that people are used to it, but um, things are coming back to normal, and I'm glad that I have a part in you going there, being supportive of all our brothers and sisters to stay strong and weather the storm, and uh, let's hope, you know, very shortly we'll be able, all of us, to go up Mashiach is going to be there. Amen. And and you knew that you would not be able to travel with us because you just are getting back now. And nonetheless, you basically said, you know, go do it and 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 make it as great as possible. So thank Correct. you. I mentioned something early this morning. In fact, and somebody commented on the NSN app. They said, we await your arrival. I don't know who this listener is. We await your arrival. Obviously, somebody listening in Israel, and look forward to the support. It is not nothing. The people of Israel need and feel your love. We feel it come on home. So people are getting it. Uh, just like we, we've had an opportunity to do things internationally before. They're getting it. They're getting the message. And hopefully diaspora Jews will respond to this and uh, get those trips to Israel on their calendar. If they don't consider doing it or if they're a little hesitant, hopefully this will give them the oomph to actually get there as soon as possible. 
So that's my story, and now we can talk about pulled beef broth, uh, pulled beef uh, babka. <laughs> you have a hard time pronouncing it. <laughs> Didn't have a hard time eating it, I'll tell you that much. We had a debate yesterday. I said to someone, I ate it cold, and it was delicious. And they said, yeah, I've had it cold also. It's great. I said, yeah, but wouldn't it be better if it was warmed up? And they said, no, I don't think it makes a difference. It's so good. I think it's good cold or hot. What's your opinion on that? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. It wasn't cold. It was room temperature. Right. Good point. Okay. So that's when it's meant. cold, anything that's cold, you know, the flavor, you don't feel really the flavor. But if it would be warm, mm-hmm. it'd probably be more tasty. Anything that's not hot, but hot, you also don't feel the taste. But anything that's warm or room temperature, you know, that's pretty... Uh, and pe- okay. people can go to our Facebook page to see what happened that day when I tasted it. And uh, your chef was standing in the bakery section of your establishment and basically said, we fill these pastries and babkas with cinnamon. We fill them with chocolate. I assume there's other varieties of things they fill them with, right? There's a bunch of other stuff. Right, I would so get. I think you're mixing it up a little bit. Oh, what happened? The cinnamon, the cinnamon uh, babka is on the bakery side. The yeah, pulled beef babka... Is on I'm the saying, deli side. I'm saying so your chef side. was in the bakery section and sees babka being filled with cinnamon oh, and okay. with chocolate and with all these, I assume, other varieties as well, and says to himself, this is how original your chef is, says to himself, you know what? We could actually put some pulled brisket in here and have a pastry that's, you know, surrounding some delicious meat. And somehow it worked. Were you shocked or this guy's so innovative that he never surprises you? No, we brought him in. Uh, Chef Isaac uh, has been working in uh, Oakland, California for the last several years. And when we find out, found out about him, we pursued him and we brought him over here. And I knew at the time that, uh, you know, he's going to be the talk of the town. He's very creative. And like every Thursday, we do like a small video clip. That he comes up with new items. And... Um, so I asked him, how long can you do this? How long can you come up with new items every week? Like four or five new items, plus we have our staples. Right. So he says, I can keep going on forever. And that's called creative, and that's called art. And that's how you knew you had the right guy. Yeah, well, I knew I had the right guy yeah. then, but he's been proven uh, to be the right guy. So this idea of taking uh, the dough from a babka and putting it, putting it you know, with pulled beef in it, and it's taken off. People are just like crazy about it, and everybody who eats it just like raves about you know the creation and uh, you know that that fact that that's very tasty. Some sometimes some chefs will do something crazy, but it's not accessible to everyone's palate. A Banda's here, pomegranate, uh, thanking him for, for, and you'll hear plenty about uh, our thanks to him next week when we're in Israel. Does anything scare you? Does the, does, you know, we've seen posts about, you know, pieces of meat that costs God knows how much per pound. And, and we know that, uh, that the chef is doing things that I wonder if you yourself sometimes say, you know, is, is, does he know what he's doing here? Like, is that, it sounds a little too crazy. Does any of this scare you or you just go with the flow and it all no, seems to work out? No. So what we do in general in pomegranate, 95% of our fear is very competitively priced. And uh, most of the people that shop by us are middle-class shoppers and some low-class. They know the value. Like when you buy juice, milk, uh, cereals, mayo, ketchup, we're competitively priced as anywhere else. Mm. And most of our salads, our simple salads, are also, you know, very competitively priced, but you get a better value. We do no 
preservatives, no MSG. We don't do anything, just like you do at home. When you do a tuna salad at home. Real homemade. You, real homemade. You don't make it that you last another two months. You make it that you last today and what's left over tomorrow, another day, so you can still eat it. That's how we do everything. We do over 700 different items every week, fresh. So it's very costly to constantly, you know, redo items, and there's a lot of leftovers that we, everything goes to charity. But we also do something that if somebody wants something special, people come in for Shabbos. And you know the story with Yosef Moiko Shabbos. Sure. That Yosef Moiko Shabbos, he was working all week long to put away the money that he had to get the best fish for Shabbos, the uh-huh. best meat. He gave away a week's of wages. So if somebody wants something special for Shabbos or for Yontif, so you come to pomegranate, that's what you'll get it. Like, you know, there was the post was going around about Wagyu beef for dollars a pound. That's what you're probably referring Correct. to. And we got so much publicity. And, of course, it's not accessible to the middle class uh, shoppers. But there were some people who wanted it, some people who wanted to pay for it. Some people pay $300 for a bottle of wine, which has three glasses. It comes out $125 a glass. Does that make sense? To some people, they do Shabbos and Yontif. They want to grace their table with the best that's out there to offer. And you made a great point that day to us because you said to us, you know, if someone is buying, for argument's sake, someone's paying $20, $30, $40 for a portion of whatever it is they're buying, they go to a fancy restaurant. Or, a, or even a mid-sized restaurant, they're going to be paying that, and, and they enjoy that experience. Why can't they enjoy the same experience at home? I, I beg to differ. I don't think any restaurant offers what we offer. I don't think there's any chef, any kosher chef out there that's as creative as Chef Isaac. And I think the people that come in, our customers keep telling this me again and again, that they have never seen the creativity in the kosher food market as Chef Isaac is doing. So mm. I am proud uh, to share with Chef Isaac the success that we have in bringing this creative food gourmet f- the, to the kosher market. And I think it's been taking off and the reviews have been positive. Uh, we've been selling out of all of our prime items that Chef Isaac is creating every single Thursday. By Friday morning, we have nothing left. So we constantly keep upping the game, and we constantly going to keep improving, not only in this, in service, and everything that we have to make better. You know, Chef Isaac is only here for a year. We were open for almost eight years. Right. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do better and better, and we're, what we're striving for is to just, like, keep... You know, beating us, uh, keep beating at yourself more and more until you get better and better constantly. What time do you close Thursday night? 12 o'clock. Do you have any desire to stay open all night Thursday night? You never thought of that? No, no I think reason people for want it. to go to sleep Thursday night. <laughs> Good point. How early is your staff up on Sunday morning? Because I assume they have to start stocking shelves and cutting meat and doing all that. Are they up really? They must be there really early on Sunday. Yeah, I think Sunday we open a little later. I think 7.30 instead of 7. So. And is there a desire? You're a businessman. Is there a desire to open a second one? Is there a desire to, you know, to try to duplicate what you've done there? Or you are so disciplined and patient, you know this is it. We're going to improve this as much as we can and make it as perfect as possible. And there's no reason to go with that Yetzirah to get into either another neighborhood or a different part of the country. Um, a, a different part of the country, for sure not. Another neighborhood right now, I don't have any plans, and I don't think about uh, opening up another store. Are you approached constantly in eight years about Yes. 
Always. Constantly, constantly being approached. You know, every consumer that comes shopping, especially from the tri-state area, wants us to open a store right next to his house right. and shouldn't have to travel. Right. And that's normal. But um, for now, we're staying put and we'll make pomegranate the best it can be. And we're going to try to beat expectations again and again. And uh, we'll just stay here and uh, hope for the best. I think, it, you know, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm enjoying the fact that uh, people feel that not only have they uh, improved their lives uh, when they live in Flatbush, but even people in Muncie and people in Lakewood and people in Bar Park have improved their shopping experience. So right. that gives me some kind of satisfaction, even though, it, you know, I don't see it in the bank. Right. But, uh, but you, you know, know you I like that, that and I enjoy that. And I'm happy to continue to improving pomegranate. We're opening up now uh, a coffee station, which we're going to have uh, the best coffee that Brooklyn, uh, the kosher market in Brooklyn has to offer. Right now, if you want good coffee in Flatbush, there's nowhere to go. So uh, you have to actually travel to Manhattan or to Park Slope. But uh, once we open our coffee station, you're going to be able to stop at Pomegranate and get a good coffee and a nice homemade pastry that we're going to do on the spot, especially with coming together with our coffee station. And, uh, you know, more things are going to be coming, at, but at Pomegranate and at Coney Island Avenue. And I think right now... Um, People look at us as a landmark. People look at us as a, a destination. No People look at us as a revolutionary thing. So I, I enjoy it, and I, I'm good. You knew you had to have valet parking, right? That you knew before you opened up. Correct. You knew there was no option. Correct, because most of our customers are coming from right. far away. Uh, no, even from not Flatbush, not it's not walking distance. Flatbush is big, and a store of this size cannot rely on just neighborhood stores, on, na- on the neighborhood around, right. and by walking people. So I think the parking is a very big customer experience, but we also have valet, meaning that when you walk in, even if the parking lot is full, the valet guy will take the keys, and you can just walk into the store. You don't have to park yourself, or look for parking, or wait even. It's your delivery service. Uh, how do I put this in a respectful manner? Immense. Is it a, <laughs> is it a, is it a very active, that's the way I should say it, a very active delivery service? I would say it's an active delivery service, but it's not very active because most of the people like to come into the store. Is that you a know, fact? Pom- Pomegranate, uh, every Thursday night, it's like a place to be seen. People socialize, people come in, people come, not so much a lot of people that live far away. They don't come so much for the shopping, they just come for the experience. We have count tastings of challenge, free tastings every Thursday. Uh, you meet, you socialize, you meet other people. It's, uh, it's a place to be, and most of the people like to come in and see what's there, you know, I constantly have customers saying, you know, I came here for milk and juice, and I filled up a half a wagon. <laughs> so I think we're trying to promote people to come to the store and enjoy the experience. Does, the chef, experience. does the chef make more than one type of chant? No, we have only one type of chant, and that's the best, correct. That's it. That's it. We used to have like three or four different kinds, and people got mixed up from this one and this one. Uh, I think See, our challenge is, is, is like, I would say, I would say like Brooklyn renowned. People come special for our challenge. It's, uh, it's the best out there. It's See, not it's, one of the it's best. Funny. It's the best. It's funny. Someone like yourself keeps it as simple as possible. You don't do the, here are your five, six choices of challenge. You keep it as simple as possible. Correct. Part of gourmet food, if any gourmet chef or any art chef will tell you that food 
the best tasting food is to make it simple and try to create the flavor that the food was supposed to taste. Not change it, not alter it, not make, you know, chili chulin, not make Moroccan chulin, <laughs> then not make, make a real... Vegetable chulin. Vegetable, we make a real Hungarian chulin that tops it all off. And I wouldn't make something that's second best. I don't think anything else comes close to it. Unbelievable. A band is here. We are thanking him. Uh, Pomegranate and uh, and the Jewish Unity Initiative together next week in Israel with a very important message with great shows and uh, we greatly appreciate his uh, support and for understanding the mission and um, uh, obviously if you go to Coney Island Avenue in Flatbush, Brooklyn, we would we would love for you to mention to the people at Pomegranate how proud you are that they're taking this step with us and that they are uh, supporting this incredible initiative. It is so important and uh, one that we really hope we'll be able to drive home through these airwaves. 23 minutes before 9 o'clock, it's a JM in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast. And um, like you said, you were just there. Hopefully things are turning around in Israel. People are feeling a little bit a little bit different and more upbeat. It's something that we'll hopefully find there when we get there next week. But as we said, on a practical level, a lot of people in the tourism industry are suffering, and whoever can make a commitment from all different parts of the community, just like you get and attract people from all different parts of the community, uh, to uh, to make a trip and to uh, to dedicate some dollars uh, to the cause, it is so important they do so, and that's the message we are bringing. And I am thankful for you for your help, and I am thankful for you. Are you signaling to me that you're coming with us to Israel? Are you <laughs> no. signaling to me that on Monday's flight... You are coming with us, and we're landing and going straight to the old city to do the first show. Mr. Banda, is this your way? I wish... Is this your way of telling us that despite the fact that you just landed back here in, in New York, you will nonetheless be coming back with us to deliver this message first in the old city of Jerusalem on Tuesday? Is this, is this what you're signaling to me? I, I would love to do that. I wish <laughs> I would be able... I don't think my wife and children would uh, appreciate it. <laughs> But I, I want to tell you before, yeah. you know, just to close out, sure. that this is one more link in the vision of pomegranate. Uh, you know, like when we opened up the store, besides that we're a store that uh, we give a great service to the community, it's also about giving back to the community. When we opened up from Bona Olam to Ohel to Hask to A-Time to, uh, you know, all the yeshivas, it's also now we're making it possible for you to go and paying for all your expenses to go up to Israel and support our fellow brothers and Jews, I think that I'm even more proud of than the service that I provide to the community, which is gastronomically. And this is like uh, more spiritually. So I'm very proud of it. And I appreciate, uh, you know, your willpower and you coming to me and choosing me to make you uh, do the right thing, to be the right shliach for Kal Yisrael to support our fellow brothers and sisters. Thank, Thank you so much. And I'm really touched by what you're doing. Just keep it up, Nochon. Thank you. Your words are humbling, to say the least. Uh, get to Coney Island Avenue, everybody. Now you, now you know there are additional reasons to go and visit Mr. Bend and his staff, that's for sure. And it is a great staff. You're proud of them, right? You're proud of the staff. Absolutely. And the customer service they give everybody. Yes. Yes. A lot absolutely. of good people there. Call it a vote. Thank you, Nochum, for having me. I appreciate it. it. Thank you for coming all the way to Jersey City. And we will be thinking about you and talking about you when we get to the Holy Land, Bezrat Hashem, on Tuesday. Thank you. A Banda, he's, of course, the... Uh, Proprietor, the founder of Pomegranate. It is a name and a brand in and of itself in our community at this point, no matter where you're from, Brooklyn and otherwise. 
And we thank him very much for joining us. The Jewish Unity Initiative, which is such an important part of what we're doing, heads to Israel. Assuming the weather holds up and we don't have anything like we had here last weekend, we'll be on that flight right after JM in the AM on Monday morning. And we are looking forward to bringing all these messages to you and to Israel. 20 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Come 
Yaley Greenfeld here at JM in the AM. I want to take this opportunity, by the way, and I want to thank A. Benda, who is here. I want to take this opportunity to thank our friends at uh, Travel Cell, who are going to make sure that we are in touch with everybody uh, back here uh, through their uh, wonderful phone rental system. Thank you, Travel Cell. You can go to TravelCell.com for information. Uh, Josh Melman and company, thank you, Travel Cell. Also, a big thank you to Traveler's Choice who worked with us and are uh, making sure that those that assuming there's no snow on Monday I'm just kidding I don't think there's supposed to be any snow on Monday uh, that those flights are going to be um, filled with Nahum Siegel Network folks uh, bringing you the best in programming from Israel Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday big thank you to the Inbal Hotel you know how important they are for our home base every time we're in uh, Jerusalem and Israel thank you very much to them and of course when you go into Pomegranate you can mention how proud you are of what they're doing. It's a very, very, very big thank you to them. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM Kosher Halftime Show is Saturday night. Uh, happens with Lipa guest starring. Uh, excuse me, this coming Saturday night at the um, Teaneck Doghouse. My thanks to Jonathan Gellis for joining us earlier. Big thank you to Alan Hirsch and everybody at The Views. Uh, the Views has a whole list of places where you can go for the Super Bowl and all the big specials that are going on in Brooklyn, the Five Towns, etc., Check it out. They're also trumpeting the fact that we have the uh, big kosher halftime show that we're making available to the public on Sunday after Saturday night's recording. Big thank you to Jewish Link in Bergen County. They have made a very big deal about the kosher halftime show and the entire concept and the fact that we're going to be in Bergen County on Saturday night. So a big thank you to them. Big thank you to our friends at Yeshiva University and Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Both were here yesterday. Big thank you to Michael Socher. <coughs> Michael Socher and everybody at the Neshama Orchestra. Mike will uh, update us exactly who's going to be uh, uh, performing with Lipa on Saturday night. And, of course, a big thank you to the Teaneck Doghouse as they get ready for the Kosher Halftime Show. It's available uh, about 8 o'clock, about 8 p.m. on Sunday night on the website at NahumSiegel.com. It'll be, of course, on our stream, and it'll be available forever. So enjoy it. And Lipa's performing. A lot of very excited people about that, I can tell you that much. If you want to comment on anything, the NSN app is a perfect way to comment. Um, NSN app gives you the opportunity on the homepage to comment. Hey, a reminder from OHEL, meeting the challenges of autism spectrum disorders is going to be the topic. The Mellon Phyllis Zachter Institute for Training at OHEL presents a full-day community conference for family members, professionals, and advocates on Tuesday, February the 9th, starting at 9 a.m. at the Young Israel of Avenue K. There's valet parking available. Certificates of attendance will be provided. Featured presenters include Stephen Shore and Dr. Priscilla Gilman. You can register online and get a $10 discount. Uh, information at ohelfamily.org slash training. ohelfamily.org slash training. ohelfamily.org slash training for information. Um, what else did I want to tell you? Boy, there's something. There's so much going on out there. There's so many amazing. Uh, there are so many amazing um, events going on. I must say. Hey, I want to take this opportunity to remind everybody. We mentioned this yesterday. How important it is for parents of children with special needs. Uh, to be aware of the following, give me a second. Here it is. Um, 
Yesterday, the clinical director of the Hask Center, Chaim Waxlack, joined us. He reminds everybody that the Open Door is a two-hour seminar led by the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities. And it's a requirement for parents to attend in order to be able to access services like dayhab programs, community habilitation, respite services, etc. It's offered periodically. It's happening this Wednesday, tomorrow night, starting at 5 p.m. at the Hask Center on 63rd Street in Brooklyn, New York. It's opening the front door to possibilities. It's called a front door symposium. If you're a parent of a special needs child, get there tomorrow night. Information, 718-535-1953, 718-535-1953. And a reminder that this coming Sunday, Camp Hask is gathering to honor the memories of their dear friends and campers, George Newworth and Yanko Braun, both of blessed memory. It'll be a morning for alumni, staff, family, and friends to remember, share, and be inspired by memories of two very special individuals. It's happening at the Young Israel of Woodmere in the main shul at 10 o'clock this coming Sunday morning. You can send your photos, memories.camphask.org, memories.camphask.org. Uh, and the Rev. Judah Michelle, by Avi Pollock, family counselors and friends, plus a special multimedia presentation will all be part of what's happening on Sunday. So you have your opportunity to pay tribute to two amazing campers who many of us knew and so many people uh, were inspired by over the years. Brand new from our friends at the Adidim Choir, this is JM in the AM.
Brand new from the Adidim Choir, Yankee Orlansky and company. Benny Friedman wraps up a Tuesday at JM and the AM. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Round the world on the web, jmtheam. dot o r.
G. There you go. <laughs> Wraps up a Tuesday for us here at JMNA. My thanks to our friends from Shoot for Shalom. My thanks to Jonathan Gellis, Teaneck Doghouse. My thanks to A. Banda, who is the backbone of our Jewish Unity Initiative to Israel next week. Pomegranate in Brooklyn, New York. When you go in there, make sure to say thank you to him. An important message we're going to be able to deliver next week, that's for sure. Uh, tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org, including coming up next, by David Cohen joins me during our OU Jewish Reaction Show. Miriam Wallach joins me during the same show about uh, eating kosher on vacation and how easy to OU makes it. And uh, the director of one of the great summer programs in Israel joins us as well. So join us for that next, right now at jmnam.org and on the NSN app, or by David Cohen with his brand new book, Kicks Things Off. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.